0: Greetings, boys, girls, fish. The usual. Welcome back to another installment. A very calm, low key. We got the Christmas lights on in our apartment episode of Odd Fish. I'm your host, Pranav. This is your other host, Rish. Your third host, Roho is sleeping on the couch, but he may not be able to contribute to this discussion as he is a dog.
1: If he does... It'll be like, woof.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is going to be a weird episode, dude. I can already tell.
1: Should we paint the scene for them right now? We already kind yeah, of did, no, but
0: like... No. Let's, go, let's go more in depth. All there. right,
1: let's go more in depth. We've got... Uh, Let's set the the time here. It's yeah, it's, it's almost two thirty AM. That is AM anti Meridian. <laughs> it is two thirty AM. Um centra- what is it? Central time zone? Central, central time zone. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Um we've had a long day today. True. Studio and whatnot. But we were vibing. We were vibing. We got home and at the like one o'clock. The vibes continued and was a very impulsive decision. We were like, you know what? Let's record.
0: And one thing I've noticed is everything good that Rich and I do, like not just in this podcast, but just in life, is accidental, bro. (laughs) We'd be doing accidental shit and we're like, dude, speak for yourself. (laughs) This is fire. And then follow up on it. Yes. So since nothing good happens on purpose we're we're giving you another accident and it's for you to decide whether or not it's a happy accident yeah so with that being said not even any jokes in this intro welcome
1: to our accident fuck
0: fuck you dude i was gonna say (laughs) that shit About today, my my very low key co host Rish and Rojo. We just moved. What are we talking about? Just moved. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you poor guy's been up all day. <laughs>
0: I know, man. He's had a rough day.
1: It's not usual. I, at least I'll note. It's not usual that we have Rojo with us. Rojo's with us just for the weekend. We're and very uh, blessed, we've been to, blessed have him. to have him. Yes. Um, Keep
0: going, dude. Nobody gives a fuck.
1: <laughs> uh, I don't really know what we're talking about today so enlighten me
0: well we were originally discussing the idea of happiness and what it means to be happy because ain't that some deep shit bro because hear me out we do this episode on can money buy you happiness and then my mom texts me and our, she's like our yeah, yeah, yeah our so mom. my bad my bad my bad mom texts me <laughs> and she's like you should have defined <laughs> happiness and i was like mom that's a lot to unpack maybe we'll do that in another episode and now we're just out here checking, our, checking each other's vibes. And so we're like, let's get it. So here we are getting it. We're getting what it means to be happy right now. So yeah. Rich, what does it mean to be happy? I'll let you handle this one, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'll
1: get back to you in three to five business days. <laughs> um, can is that even an answerable question? Is that even like... I know I've seen the TED Talks. That's a, that's a cop-out answer. Is it? <laughs> this is weak. It's a question that can't be answered, dude. I don't it's think it's a question that
0: can't be answered. I think it's a question that everybody has their own answer to.
1: Yes, it's subjective. Yeah, like can happiness have, for
0: me isn't the same thing as happiness for you.
1: Right, because you can't have objective happiness.
0: Can you? No. I don't think you can. I don't think you can. But can you?
1: you oh, <laughs> maybe. Unless. Unless. <laughs>
0: Okay, come on. This has to be a deep episode, bro. Nobody's gonna give a fuck if we just keep cracking jokes all time. Yeah, get get deep, bro.
1: Deep. deep. (laughs) Here's the thing i I think um, what we were talking about initially was happiness is sort of this uh, level or this unattainable thing that most people see in their eyes. Sure. Um, And I think the end goal for a lot of people starting off with whatever it is, starting school or starting a job or whatever it is, the end goal long-term, like, you know, the light at the end of the tunnel is permanent happiness. Yeah. And I don't think that's ever attainable. I don't think you can just work, 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 and then one day you're happy for the rest of your life. No way. It's impossible.
0: You wouldn't be living if you were no longer, like, pursuing happiness, I don't think.
1: Oh, shit.
0: (laughs) Dude, sometimes... I swear, bro. I just be saying <laughs> shit. I don't even know what I'm saying, but sometimes it's a pleasing combination of words, and Rich is all like, "Oh shit!" Here's what you said. Was that something?
1: Here's what you said, though. You said that if we're not on the pursuit of happiness, we're not living. So what you're inherently saying is that we were we will never attain happiness.
0: No, I don't think that's true. I, I think so we'll clarify. never attain permanent happiness. But I think there are moments here and there that you can steal and be like, all right, I got this. I'm going to keep this with me. I'm going to use it as a fire. I'm going to light it when it's cold outside. I'm going to save it for a rainy day, but I'm going to have it, and it will always be mine. (laughs)
1: Welcome to Pranav's SNL monologue. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's tough to quantify, um, first of all, permanent happiness, because I personally don't think that exists
0: yeah I don't think so either but Um, you still always gotta be chasing it
1: yes Um, and so whatever you attain as you know happiness whatever people think those people that do think permanent happiness exists when they do attain said
0: happiness maybe it does exist bro now that I'm thinking about it keep going
1: who can we talk to and like and and have answered that question
0: probably Kanye bro (laughs) straight up if anybody's (laughs) figured it out it's Kanye
1: (laughs) oh my lord okay keep going though i ain't gonna um, stop you unless i do and I you already did so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's the other thing we're talking about like happiness can never be this plateau you you one day reach it's always got to be this like sine curve and up and down negative and positive and it's definitely, always going to equal bro. yourself out
0: definitely
1: and whether it equals out to be at the zero line where you're just like meh all the time yeah or if you're like yeah, I'm not so happy all the time, or if yeah. you're just a little bit happy, I feel like at some point you're going to hit your highs, you're going to hit your lows, and they'll even out, and that'll be like your permanent happiness. Yeah, that makes sense. And so whether that permanent happiness falls at the zero line, at the, at the, you know, the equally um, canceling outline, or whether it falls below or above is sort of up to life's decisions and life's paths and whatnot. Yeah. But um, I think that's what permanent happiness is. If if that line of, you know, your negatives and positives canceling each other out falls above that zero line, then your permanent happiness is probably fairly positive. And I also think it's
0: defined more by your perception of the world around you rather than your actual circumstances that you're in. Because obviously, like, lower rates of happiness are always reported at higher income levels, which they're, like— they tend to be more safe, have a higher level of security. They have uh, the basic needs mm-hmm. covered most of the time. Yet, still lower levels of happiness are reported because you start to you perceive this bubble around yourself, and then the first world problems become the things that are super
1: important, right? right? And, and I think that's where. I mean, we covered a lot of it with the the can money buy you happiness episode. Yeah. But just the the whole concept of, you know, who you surround yourself with and how you interact with those people and how those people interact with you. And that whole exchange can totally make or break your level of happiness.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it's like everybody's got this like set baseline for themselves. Like what I consider to be happy might be like a lot higher, a lot lower than what you consider to be happy. It's just like it's the median of where we live in our lives, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, I think one thing that I've always uh, uh, found close to heart was Matthew McConaughey's Oscar That's award a UT student speech for you. <laughs> in like 2014 or something. And one part of his speech, he says, um, he he talked to like a somebody, a mentor in his life or a guide, and they asked him, like, "Who's your hero? What are you yeah. chasing?" And he said, "His hero is him ten years from now." Ooh. And so, when that person came back and asked him 10 years later, who's your hero now? Or, like, have you reached your goal? Yeah. Like, have you met your hero? He was like, nah, my hero is still 10 years ahead of me. Yeah. So, like, you know, your hero's always going to be ahead of you. And if that's what you're chasing, then you're eliminating that factor of who are these people around me and how am I comparing myself to them rather than I am my own competition. That's true. And I determine my own happiness.
0: Because I do feel like comparing yourself to others can lead to unhappiness it's like it's almost a surefire way to lead you to unhappiness
1: yes i mean unless there's i don't feel like there's any positives to that in the in the grand scale of things just comparing yourself to other people and putting yourself on that on that scale regardless of how good you are in comparison to them
0: i think you i think you have to like notice where you're at in terms of other people so that you can improve on like whatever your craft is whatever you do but um I do think that it can be, like, a slippery slope to, like, devaluing yourself or, you know, that.
1: <laughs> I feel like the second you start to notice and understand your place within society, it immediately becomes a competition. And when your brain turns from a yeah, competition let to, let be, like, you a... you can't let it be a competition. Right, that's, that's when things go haywire.
0: So... uh what next?
1: Dude, these lights are so like I just wanna cuddle.
0: Get over here, bro. We're ending the episode early. I meant with Rojo, dude, not with you. Oh, I mean yeah, that's that's what I meant too, obviously. Why would you assume anything different? <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> what else? What else do we want to talk about? We could talk about um we could talk about postponing happiness at one point at your present in order to attain it in the future because that in my opinion is something that needs to happen in moderation so like
1: give me an example
0: um i'll talk about like for example this next week Right before we're when we're when we're grinding for our final review. Oh boy! If uh, if I do what makes me happy immediately, and I go take the day off to like watch Netflix or like hang out or do whatever I'm doing, I'll be happy in the moment. But then when final review comes and I don't have when I'm not prepared for it, then that'll that'll reflect, and I like in the long run it won't be a good thing for me. Versus taking the like the temporary solution of pulling a late night or whatever it's got to be in order to be prepared for final review and overall like have a better, have a better attitude to how the semester ended.
1: How does that play within the fact of like that, that makes sense now in terms of like school, you know, cause that's, that's how a lot of school works. Right. Let's like, let's be honest. You, you write the essay, you hate writing the essay, but you do it for the greater. Yeah. You course. do it for the ultimate, you know, happiness at the end of the day. But how does that play into the larger scale or the, the grand scheme of things where people say, love what you do in life, you know, like work, work in an industry where you like doing what you do.
0: You got to enjoy. I think that the end goal is to be like following a craft, following a passion where you're enjoying the process of what goes on rather than just the product. But I do think that like in order to get to that scenario, there are still things you've got to go through. And to be honest, I don't think you'll ever be in a situation where you enjoy well, it's possible, but it's very rare that you're in a situation where you enjoy all that you're doing one hundred percent. Like whether it's like the long commute from work, you don't like you don't like what the cafeteria is serving at lunch or whatever. <laughs> There'll always be yeah. some part of your day that you're not looking forward to.
1: That's so annoying. Just cause just 'cause I feel like at some point you need to settle and no one likes settling. Yeah. But if settling is is part of that, like, you know, unfortunate journey to get to the happiness, then, you know, that's what you got to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then again, I feel like um, even when you get to that job that you really, really like and you feel like you have everything put together, like you're saying, there are things that are always going to bring you down. Do we feel like there's a way to eliminate those things or is it is it just inevitable?
0: I think it's like what you were saying about uh chasing ultimate happiness or chasing permanent happiness like you're always going to like want things to get better and you're always going to try and make things get better. So
1: But okay, is I I guess the question I'm trying to ask is can you find happiness through contentment? You know, like being okay with where you are at. Is one thing. And then like what we were talking about, this ultimate like long haul and search for happiness is pursuit, never ending pursuit sort of a thing. Yeah. Can you, can you eliminate that never ending pursuit and be content and claim that as happiness?
0: I think for a short time, it comes in cycles. Like, uh, like my first year that I was here at UT, I was like very content with where I was at because I was like, I get to, like, focus on what I do. Like, I'm surrounded by friends I like. I've got all these things that maybe I didn't have very much of in the past. And now that I have that, it's incredible. And nothing's changed. You know, I'm still in that exact situation. But now I can see, like, a brighter light at the end of this next tunnel where I'm like, this next chapter of my life. This is next gonna, verse. Exactly, bro. <laughs> the bars in this next verse, bro, are going to be so fire. I just cannot wait to get there. You know what I mean? <laughs>
1: Rojo has officially covered his ears. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think the other thing is humans are sort of wired in a way to always chase more and always be like after that next thing that they can achieve or, or finding that light at the end of the tunnel, regardless of how far it might be, regardless of how faint that light might be at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. I feel like humans are just naturally wired to keep chasing that. Yeah. It's like a dog chasing its tail.
0: Yeah. Right, Rojo? Yeah, <laughs>
1: turns out our guest actually did do something useful. Pretty awesome. And I think um, the a, a larger, like, the, you know how we're talking about the bigger scale of this whole thing, or the big picture as soon as you go into school, or as soon as you graduate school, or as soon as you start a new job, you have this, like, goal in your mind, right? Yeah. Whether that goal would be, you know, make a lot of money and make yourself, make this life for yourself, this picture that you have in your mind. Yeah. Or if it's just, like, I want to be happy five years from now. Yeah. Um, or goals that are completely whack. Like I want to go climb a mountain or I want to go fucking travel, you know? Yeah. Um, but whatever this goal is, is there a threshold between when that goal is a goal rather than when that goal is a dream and can't be attained at that point?
0: I think a lot of it has to do with luck. So like, I think in a, in a dream you're allowed to like incorporate as much of like the luck element as you want. But with goals, there's like, obviously, I don't, I don't believe very much can be achieved without at least a little bit of luck. But with a goal, there's like, there's a finite amount of luck that you have to give to yourself. You know, like, I I can like, I can dream that I'll be like, the first human to walk on Mars. But like that, yeah, you'd be dreaming. Wait, wait, I, that's not even <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, you know what I mean?
1: You know what I mean, though? It's weird, because there are, okay, not to quote Martin Luther King, Jr. Oh, boy. <laughs> but he Rich did say... Rich has a dream. He said, I have a dream. Straight um, up. And, yes, that was like a very symbolic, you know, a quote of the century sort of a thing where he said, I have a dream. And maybe it was just his word choice that he picked dream instead of he, instead of saying, I have a long-term goal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't sound as good, does right, it? Right, exactly. So it's like a figure of speech sort of thing, but... I feel like dreams are sort of necessary to have that inner drive in you. And that distinction between dream and goal is very, very, very fine. It's like a very fine line between those two yeah, and almost synonymous for me. Um, but I think having that as that sort of inner driver, like Matthew McConaughey said, that's something that you chase after, something that you always want to attain is necessary for us to kick in that natural yeah drive sure. towards that. And um, But that brings up the question of like, is it even possible for us to distinctify, distinctify, is that a word? <laughs> to to differentiate between something that's attainable and something that's not? Like, do we have the capacity to say, all right, that's just impossible for me to do? We don't, no way, because we have no idea, like, we have no idea what's
0: coming for us down the road, right? So we right. can only we can only guess based on, like, likely scenarios for us in the future. But realistically, there's no way to, like, determine
1: it. That's true. That's true. I remember there's a there's a TED talk by Dan Gilbert, and he he's talking about like how um, there's a part of the brain where you like you visualize things, you know, like the rendering part of your yeah. brain, basically. Sure. And it's like how you know things are gonna turn out without actually doing them. So the way he the the example he gives is like um, some sort of a sandwich, like some disgusting uh, flavor. Oh, he he's talking about like a Ben and Jerry's ice cream that's flavored liver and onions or some shit like that. that sounds awesome, dude. What are you talking about? <laughs> You better check our freezer, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you might be excited. <laughs> um, but the way he describes it is like, obviously, when you hear a liver and onion ice cream, it sounds like shit. And so that's that part of the brain in our mind that's like visualizing and, and foreseeing that event or that scenario as being negative and being just like awful. Sure. So just based on like prior experience. Right. Just based on common knowledge, like yeah. obvious objective knowledge. Yeah. And so is I feel like there's still a part of our brain that can bypass that obvious objective knowledge part. And if you come up with this crazy idea, and if you love it enough, and if you're bought into it enough, I think the subjectivity in your mind will like bypass that objectivity.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. That's how I feel about meeting Kanye, bro. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Haven't you met him through his music, dude? Haven't you like yeah. existentially met him? <laughs> oh, of course. But someday he's going to meet me. Oh, yeah, when he's on the podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> One year from our Kanye episode, he'll be on the podcast. One year, dude. You're you're very confident 2020, about that. 2020, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when he'll drop you on D2. Yeah,
0: and run for president. Yeah, are getting all of it at once.
1: <laughs> I forgot about the run for president. That's Kanye's subjective mind right there, bypassing the objective. And he's just like, I got a dream. I'm going to do it. Kanye's different, dude. i'm gonna gonna be straight
0: up dude kanye kanye takes the subjective and makes it the objective bro that's what i love about him bro nobody can tell me otherwise dude everybody laughed at him when he said he was gonna be a rapper and then he's and then he has 21 grammys 28 now i think he's got a crate not important (laughs) everybody laughed at him when they said he was when he said he was gonna break into fashion dude now he's got like what the number one highest selling brand in the world something like that partnered with virgil abloh dude living legend bro So next, like, I don't know, next time, it's just, it's just hard for me to believe when somebody be telling Kanye he can't do something after he's already proved him, he's proved the whole world wrong so many times. You know what I mean? Okay. On that thought. Not to turn this into the Kanye episode part two.
1: (laughs) It always does. (laughs) I know. I'm sorry, man. On that thought, though, does that, does that translate to what we tell kids in school? Like, you know, how they have ideas, and sometimes we just like, don't do that. Or even in architecture school, for that matter. You know, if you have an idea and your professor's like, straight up, don't do that. Is that healthy? Is that something we should be doing, like negative reinforcement, sort of? Or negative discouragement in order to... I don't know. I don't know how to phrase
0: it. Yeah, I understand what you're saying, and I'm trying to think, because... There are some ideas that are like objectively bad ideas that aren't born from a good place and like they don't have the chance to see the light of day. And I I can't tell when there's like – I can't tell the difference between a good idea and a bad idea. And I really think there's no way to know until you put it in action. You can You can only really learn through experience when you're like – I know this'll work. Like you you have to like test your gut feeling out a few times when you're young before you know when to trust it and when to not. That Assault. was the realest shit I ever said on this podcast. <laughs> Don't let anyone tell you otherwise.
1: And I think you tapped into a lot of the objective morality stuff there, which we'll probably get into another time. But
0: Yeah, we'll save it for, for another stupid deep there. episode.
1: <laughs> oh my lord. <sighs> so basically
0: we should encourage children. To get their ideas out as much as possible, and even like at our age, I feel like our professors should be encouraging us to do all the crazy, weird mushroom structure ideas in our head <laughs> as much as possible, and get them out right now so we can see what works and what doesn't. Right. It's so better, we know in the future. Better like, to have tried yeah. and
1: failed than to have never tried at exactly. all. Exactly. Yes. That's some, dude. We're on some real shit right now.
0: Yeah, dude. I'm telling you, this is gonna be a fire episode. <laughs> all right. What
1: up next? Uh, I don't know. Going back to the concept of happiness as a as a in the bigger picture of life, we've usually only talk about you know our age things and and what we're doing now and how we define yeah. happiness now. Yeah. But I think one of the biggest issues with happiness or sort of the the PTSD of happiness yeah. is regret.
0: Oh dude, good point. And it's so, like the opposite of happiness or some shit like that. Right, bro. something like, some like that. Damn bro, good fucking point. That's a good. Thing. <laughs> Okay, let's get it.
1: Um, is regret good? Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know
1: why I had to say it like that. But, um. It's like a government answering machine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just feel like if happiness is, is the positive, uh, you know, on, on the scale of feeling, then regret should be its counterpart negative
0: yeah cause it's like and it's also what we're chasing too we all want to be permanently happy and we all want to never regret anything right? You know? but that's never going to be the case
1: ever exactly even when we do something that makes us happy in the moment and then immediately regret it afterwards that's yeah, like
0: that's that's definitely true you you yourself should know dude I'm sure that's how it is for you every Sunday morning after you come home from a long night of partying yeah <laughs>
1: You know me, dude. My Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) I just like to get boofed all the time. (laughs) Um, I think there's also a whole... A whole... I don't want to say the word, but... Element. Element. Of not doing something because you're going to regret it. It's like a a chain. You're just tied down to a chain where regret is holding you back. So if that's what's holding you back... Then you're never gonna pass that threshold.
0: That's true, but at the same time, regret is what like helps you improve. It's what like gives you the like the knowledge to like I don't want to do this again because this is going to happen. And it's like it's the reason that we don't make mistakes. Like it's the reason that we shouldn't repeat our our own mistakes.
1: I don't know. Okay, there's I'm gonna say something a little bit controversial right here. He's about to say something I controversial. I feel like.
0: Everybody. Put your tinfoil hats on. Put your tinfoil hats your on. Caps. Get your thinking cap. So get your notepads. Get your I'm yellow so legal
1: notepads. This, I feel like every mistake should be made twice to know if it's a mistake or not.
0: L, bro. Big disagree. That's, <laughs> nah, dude. You should never be making That's the thing because
1: I once. literally disagree with myself. But hear me out. If you make a mistake once, you understand it's a mistake and you probably regret it because mistakes are meant to be regretted. Sure. But I feel like sometimes there are mistakes that we regret and we immediately disavow and we dismiss it because we we immediately di- we immediately associate it as a mistake and as something that is not right. But I feel like there's a whole bunch of things that just go out the window like ideas or thoughts or experiences or, or people or time or whatever it is that we claim as mistakes and immediately they go out, they go thrown out the window because of that one time mistake rule.
0: Well, I think more than like making the same mistake twice, I think the important thing there is identifying where the mistake happens. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. So like, I hate to use this as an example because this has never actually happened in real life. But like, let's say I go to a party and I get too drunk and then I end up like getting alcohol poisoning or whatever it is and then I come back home and I decide I'm never going to a party again. Like the it's not necessarily that the mistake there was going go. out in the first place is that the mistake was drinking too much. So like I said, never happened to me before. I don't know why it was the first thing that came <laughs> into my head. But
1: I'm going to keep think, an eye on you this weekend, bro. <laughs> shut
0: up, bro. But I think the important thing is identifying
1: where the mistake happens. That's that's a really powerful thing because that, that conscious decision of here's where I made the mistake so I won't do that part of it rather than completely dismissing the entire situation exactly. is really, really key. Because um,
0: then you're right. Like some parts of like the event that transpired may have gone right. Some parts may have gone wrong. And the important thing is to like be able to identify which is which.
1: Yes, and that's where you can improve because if you eliminate that certain part of it, you can still have a good time.
0: I'm telling you, bro, this episode is just a whole bunch of whole, like, unrelated shit that ends up tying in together. I'm not, I'm not sure how this it's is just a massive vibe, vibe check. It is just a massive vibe check, dude. That is facts,
1: bro. <laughs> can I get a vibe check real quick? Vibes are good. Vibes are good. Rojo, can I get a vibe check?
0: Woof! Vibes are good. <laughs> It's All right. Crazy. He's good he usually too. doesn't sound like that. He's <laughs>
1: probably doing great. He's up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my lord. Yeah, I think I think regret is this like, you know, if you get the tip of the iceberg sort of thing, regret's just this giant thing weighing you down. And sometimes when it overturns, it's like unexpected. You never expect to regret some things, but that's true. Um, it's there, and I, I don't I don't like the concept of regret or the fear of not wanting the fear of the consequence of something holding someone back from doing something i don't like that i i feel like there should be for the biscuit bro. risk it for the biscuit motherfucking risk it for the biscuit oh
0: dude (laughs) episode title let's get it
1: (laughs) oh my lord but obviously anything you do in life you're never gonna have um you're never gonna have a consequence free ability to do something sure a consequence free scenario yeah
0: yeah yeah, exactly yeah whether the consequences are good or bad there's always going to be like a result to right. whatever you do
1: and that's that's newton's law dude for every action there's always an equal and opposing reaction
0: ways of the world bro that's bad dude
1: newton newton vibe checked us before we even knew what a vibe straight was. up dude <laughs> all right so we're getting into
0: the final thing about this deep ass episode Final and round. Uh, ding, it ding, goes ding. back to the original the original topic of happiness and we talked about how every person defines happiness differently so just to give you two maybe three of rows up to it fire <laughs> ass examples of what we mean by that rich what makes you happy
1: i think after all we said about comparing yourself to people and and surrounding yourself with people and you know all that people influence your own perspective on life and your own level of happiness, I think people are what make me happy. That was fire bro <laughs> that
0: was great just what we needed to hear
1: um I think not necessarily just having people around or you know the company of people that makes me happy, but the ability to show someone something and have them be like, Oh that's a fire project, man or here's a here's a song check this out and they'll be like. Oh, I love this song too. Yeah, and even just like little connections—is that like relatability to other yes, people, and like yeah. connecting with them? Yeah, I get that. I think that's that's what makes me happy the most. And I think counter counterpart, not counterpart to that, um, assisting interlude to that oh would be music. Yeah, there there are times where I will feel like absolute shit, and music can instantly change that. And yeah. I don't know what kind of quality that is about music, or whether it's the lyrics or the whatever it is. But music can literally turn my day around if I'm unhappy. Yeah, I feel that. So people in music—that's that's my answer. That's what defines happiness for me. The way people in music um, are woven into my life. Gotcha. Now Pranav, how do you define happiness?
0: I hate to be that guy because my answer is really similar to yours, but also Dude, I no thought of way. it at first. So uh, <laughs> why didn't you say I'm it? I say it anyways. Why didn't <laughs> you say it? <laughs> um. Yeah, I've got like for me to be happy, there's got to be two thing, there's got to be two elements quotation marks and that's like You're really
1: using my word in your definition.
0: I know I know, <laughs> dude. I know it, it may seem not genuine, but for me, what are these two elements? It's it's passion and people. Like I've got like if I'm doing something I'm passionate about with people I care about, then that's all i need to be happy if that and that like is pretty similar to yours because like a like music is like woven into a lot of my passions anyways like like the last time i can remember being like truly genuinely really happy was at this last concert that i did where i like played this piece that i was like that i've been worked that i've wanted to play since i was a little kid i worked on this solo all summer with my lesson teacher i uh I don't know it was just it was just a great like performance overall like i really like believed in it. i expected it to go well it went well and my friends were there my parents were there a bunch of people that i cared about were there like for me to celebrate it with me and that was when i was like all right this is perfect like that was that was the moment that was a snapshot that i'm gonna like take and steal for myself (laughs) and use it to warm me and shit bro but that's like that's all it boils down to is like having a passion and having people to share it with that's
1: deep Ain't that some shit, That's bro. Some I be saying shit, shit sometimes, bro. <laughs> I think there's one more point I want to touch on that we talked about before. Oh, he's going to touch but, on the point. But with with your story, is like return on investment.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because
1: you, you just ex- like described the perfect example of that, where you put in the time and the effort yeah, and yeah, the passion yeah. and and the care behind whatever it is you're doing, whatever it is you loved, and you got that return on investment. You were happy. You got that snapshot that you, you kept and you were warm yeah. with it. You're fuzzy, bro. Whatever it was, <laughs> you got your return on investment and it made you happy. And I think that's like a, it's an important concept to take note of. Yeah. You know, yeah, just that makes whatever sense. you put in, you get out or, or if you don't put in enough, sometimes you don't get out enough and whatever that is. Yeah. And, um, now that I'm thinking about it, I, f- I kind of feel like that answers the question of why music makes us happy because a return on investment is exponentially greater than what we're putting in. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, the other people make the music. other people put their lives and passions and and effort and time into the music, and all we do is listen. Yeah. So the the mere act of listening. Other people be doing all the work for us, bro. It's crazy. (laughs) Other people be making us happy. How crazy is that? Shout out Kanye. (laughs) Can't ever go an episode without that.
0: (laughs) I know, bro. You hate to see it, but that's just how it. That's just how it be.
1: You know what's crazy? I was I thought we're gonna ask Rojo what he defines happiness as yeah but then I remembered that one tweet that I saw like a few years ago that said for us pets are just like a part of our lives and they make us happy from time to time yeah but for pets we are their lives did you write that tweet, bro? I did. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I feel that though. I totally
0: I totally get that.
1: So like, what makes him happy is literally it's right here, bro. Homie just vibing. Yeah, the podcast. <laughs> a good episode, that's what makes him happy. Yeah, bro. That being said, folks, the podcast
0: too though. Like, I'm like I'm big chilling right now, like I'm doing something I care about. All I need is a person
1: that I care about and will be happy. <laughs> Dude, had me on Tinder, <laughs> bro. <laughs> oh my lord. All right,
0: now that you know that we're still at least sort of goofy, and we can end it, we can end it on a dumb joke. Um, I don't want to say tweet what makes you happy at us because that's like that's like pretty deep for you to just be tweeting and shit. But so just, we definitely we'd love to hear it. So if you've got like things you do that make you happy. And if there's like if your happiness definition doesn't align with ours, whatever, tweet us at hashtag oddfish, shoot us a message on anchor, all that bullshit. You already know what it is. <laughs> Dude,
1: I feel like for this one, I want everyone to tweet the emoji that they feel that it's happy. Oh, yes. Like yes. what emoji defines That's your happiness so good, right now. Bro.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Like post that on your story, tweet it at us, or just tweet it. Yourself, just and one You're little not allowed emoji. to use a generic smiley face. Yes, yes. You can't. You can use the just smiley face. You can't use the laughing one. You can't that use one's the liking. like colon parentheses. Yeah. Okay. Sure. That's forbidden. Bro. Sure. Basically, we hope you're happy. Facts. <laughs> and with that being said, we'll see you on next <laughs> week's episode of Odd Fish. And we hope to see you on social media. And be happy, folks. Be happy. Don't worry. <laughs> Be happy.